Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And in this episode of God Talk, I want to talk about what do we do when we feel like we have no good alternatives on what we can do and should do. Or to put it another way, what do we do when we find ourselves in unwinnable situations? And let me start by saying, no, I'm not talking about my Buffalo Bills who don't ever seem to be able to win their divisional round of the playoffs and lost again to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, That's not what we're talking about, but that could be a podcast all its own. But really, I want to talk to you about life and that at times life seems to be like what we have before us is a, a series of choices, none of which turn out real well. And how do we handle situations like that? No win situations. Um, I, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but maybe there's a handful of you listening that will know what in the world I'm talking about. But I was always a big Star Trek fan. And there's just certain things about the series that I, I remember, even though I haven't seen probably an original episode for many, 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 many years. But um, I think it was from the the, the Star Trek movie, uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, it, it looks like Captain Kirk and his once girlfriend uh, and son that he had just found out about were uh, stuck in this cave in which they would never be able to get out of. And uh, it was it looked like an unwinnable situation. And uh, it, as it turns out, uh, he had plans in place so that they could be rescued from this cave in the middle of this planet. And uh, and what gets brought up is that he doesn't believe in unwinnable situations. And when he was at the Starfleet Academy, uh, the Kobayashi Maru uh, scenario was presented to him, which was an unwinnable situation. And if I remember right, like he reprogrammed the computer code or whatever so that he could actually win uh, that uh, that unwinnable scenario. Um, and, and there's just certain things that have always kind of like kind of stick in your head. Like I can't remember what I preached last Sunday, but I can remember that that scene and the reference to, uh, you know, Captain Kirk not liking to uh, to lose, not liking unwinnable situations and and being able to uh, feel like he can get himself out of any situation, no matter what it is. And and, and that, I guess, has kind of always motivated me as I as I look through life. I'm kind of a problem solver. Uh, I always feel like there there are options. Um, there's not always great options uh, as we go through life, but I, I feel like always we have you know certain options that 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 we can take and uh, and that we probably should take so that we can get out of uh, sometimes very bad situations that we find ourselves in. Um, some of you are going through life right now, and maybe you feel stuck. Um, you feel stuck at where you are in your career. Maybe you feel stuck with where you are in your relationship. Maybe you feel stuck financially. Maybe you feel stuck in terms of being caught between um, aging parents and children who are still needy. I don't know. Like, fill in the blank. You know it if you feel like you're stuck. I just know that people sometimes feel like they're stuck. They're stuck. Uh, Like there's no way out. But what I want you to get from this podcast is In fact, that there's always a way out, or at least I believe that there's always a way out. Once again, it might not be ideal, might not be the one that you want, but there's always certain situations or solutions that are better than other solutions. And, you know, 
we always have uh, impacts that we can make in the decisions that we make. So even though you might feel extremely stuck right now, um, you 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 have some ability to f- affect the situation that you're in. I, I mean, I really believe it. Uh, you know, we, we all talk to certain people who like everything's like you try to solve their problems and they've always got a reason why that 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 doesn't work. Um, you know, they they uh, uh, they can't pay their bills. So you're like, all right, go down to one car. No, I can't do that because this um, uh, groceries cost too much. All right. Well, why don't you just I don't have the time for that. You know, they, there's always a reason why they can't. You guys know people like that. Um, and and I always talk about like those type of people. I'm like they like to poop in the path. Like dogs just they have a trail like they like to run through. Right. You know, yours might have like a little path around the yard. Do you ever notice your dogs don't poop in the path that they run in? Why don't they poop in the path? Because, well, like they don't want to step in their own poop. Right. So they're going to poop somewhere else. I think some people just like to poop in their path. I mean, there's a trail. There's a path out. But they drop a big giant turd and, and, and won't go past it. And you try to go like, all right, go in this other direction and they'll drop a big giant turret that way. And I mean, I'm not trying to be gross or crude, but but you know what I'm talking about. There's people who like to poop in the path and there's always a reason why they can't versus, hey, what can you? This is my mindset. Like, throw a problem at me and I'm, I'm going to just start like really trying to come up with solutions. Once again, they might not be perfect or ideal, but there's always some level of solution. Um, I recently spoke to a person that uh, it has to be one of the few conversations that I had that uh, under uh, there's not really a great solution for him. And I don't want to get into details about it because it, it, it probably clouds my point. But let's just say that uh, this individual is, is getting older um, due to significant health issues, isn't able to work anymore, even though he's not, uh, not, um, uh, he's not like 70 years old or something like that, uh, you know, early sixties. And he was just kind of sharing with me his story and, uh, and not being able to work anymore about to not really have a place to live anymore. And, uh, this is not anyone that's uh, currently going to our church. So if you're like, oh, he's talking about so-and-so. No, I'm not talking about anyone who is currently going to our church. This is you know, someone who listens to our uh, worship online and, and messages online every week, but uh, does not physically attend our congregation. So uh, you don't know who this person is that I'm speaking about. Um, and and so I'm, I'm just, I spent a couple days yesterday and then today talking with this individual and uh, you know first of all the, the person's not asking me for like money the person's not asking me you know to put them up in a place and stuff like that so i mean th- this is someone who um you know is trying to figure it out on their own they don't have any good solutions and and they reached out to me because they know me through uh through our online ministry you'll say uh and uh just for someone to talk to they want someone to talk to and they wanted someone to maybe give them some perspective and so forth so i spent a lot of time trying to understand the story 
Uh, you know, I asked a lot of questions. I threw out some options. I learned some things through the discussions about you know what can be done and can't be done. Uh, the, like I said, this person's got some significant health issues. Um, they uh, they're probably within uh, several months of not having a place to stay. Uh, they don't really have any income coming in, and even when they re- uh, apply for uh, disability, it's going to be very little that that's going to come in from that. Uh, they've burnt their bridges with uh, their family, both children and uh, and uh, and sibling. Um, they, uh, because of criminal uh, past, uh, have very limited options in terms of that. And so, uh, you know, the the person's question to me is like, you know, why should I live? What? Why shouldn't you know? I I don't really have any viable solutions. My solutions are basically, you know, I be homeless. Um, go back to prison or, you know, kill myself. Why, why wouldn't I kill myself? Um, in just kind of processing through that with the individual, uh, you know, my encouragement was like, well, you don't have any place to live because you've burnt bridges with your kids and your, your sibling. And so if you don't have any place to live there, why would you want to to risk not having any place to live eternally. I know you've made a lot of bad decisions in your life, but but God forgives. Any question whether or not God forgives, I'm like, listen, you're going to hear me speak about this Sunday, Jonah chapter four. There's nothing that God won't forgive as long as it's repented of. Uh, but we've got to repent of it and, and we've got to move on. And I'm here to tell you, regardless of whatever you've done in your past, Regardless of what's put you into prison, which I know, but I'm not sharing on this. Um, but God can forgive it all, regardless of whether or not you feel that way or not. So the real choice is, and is like, do you want to ruin the last place that you have to live? You, you say because of your health, you probably don't have a lot of years left. And it seems like that probably is somewhat accurate. Uh, though we, you know, we definitely don't ever know when the Lord's going to call us home. But I mean, don't you want a place to live? And so that seems to rule out like suicide and, and, and like very respectfully and honestly, like that's part of the reason why he wanted to talk to me. I'm not talking to someone that's been a Christian his whole life. And, and he doesn't even know if that's an option because society would tell us if we're kind of terminally ill, if this or this, that, if we're a burden to society, if, you know, whatever, then take your life. Like it's not a big deal. And, and honestly, most churches have caved on that, and 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 they, you know, they they won't say that that's something that can exclude you from heaven. Now, I'm not here to tell you that it's not possible that you would commit suicide and still make it to heaven, but I, I don't think that there's a lot of exceptions for that because, as I told this individual, like we're not permitted to kill others, and that includes ourselves because we don't belong to ourselves; we belong to God. So when we kill ourselves, we belong we kill something that belongs to God. And, and like the church doesn't even teach that anymore. And, and this person wasn't raised in the church anyway. So, you know, he doesn't really know this or understand it. And and so I just kind of walked him through it. I'm like, listen, if if like you want to at least have a home for yourself and eternally, one, if you haven't repented of all the stuff in your past, repent now. Um, and then for me, like if everything that you've said is true, and your sibling, your kids, no one will allow you to live with them. You don't have ability to make money. And, and the amount of money that you're even going to get from disability is going to be like uh, 150 bucks a month or whatever. You know, he thought it was going to be. Um, then to me, you got two options. Go back to prison. Just, okay, 
you know, just let them know I'm going to violate my parole because I don't have a place to live. I need a place to live and then go back to prison. You're going to have a, a warm roof over your head. You're going to have meals. You're going to be whatever you can live out. You know, the remainder of your days there, if they let you out again, then just keep going back. I mean, if, if that's, if that's your only choice, do that. Or if not, then go out and get a job or go out and do a hundred jumping jacks. Take a hike up a mountain. Do something that like, all right, you don't have good enough health to, to work a job. You don't have good enough health to, to be overly active. Well, then be active and let the Lord call you home when he's going to call you home. For me, those those are the two options. Now, I'm sure there's some more, uh, but it's a very complicated situation. And once again, I don't want to get into all the details of it. Uh, but there's not a lot of easy alternatives other than those two. But as far as I can see as, as a pastor, like, you know what? Neither of those are going to disqualify you from having an eternal home if you repented of the stuff of the past. Which got me to thinking, like, a lot of us feel stuck where we're at in life. Uh, first of all, most of you aren't stuck in the same way this individual's stuck. And so you have a lot more options available to you than what this individual does. I'm not saying that they're ideal. I'm not saying that they're great, but you have options. But even when we don't have options, we have an option. And that option is, is are, are we going to surrender and submit to God and his will? Or are we not going to? And if we don't, then honestly, eternally, that, that's not going to work out real well for us. And so I think there, there's some element of truth to this, like, you know, Kobayashi Maru, there, there's never an unwinnable situation because ultimately the winnable situation is that we spend eternity with God in heaven and we couldn't solve that problem. That was nothing that we can do in and of ourselves. But that was something that God saw for us and he did through Jesus Christ. So that's great. Like this individual, you don't feel like God could forgive you. He already has. Now he wants you to repent and he wants you to take up your cross and, and follow him. He wants you and whether or not you got three weeks, three months or three years left in your life to, to start doing the right thing, the noble thing. And, and, and maybe if possible, making amends for all the bridges you've burnt in the past. But there's there's no sin that God can't forgive other than the sin of unbelief. And I'm talking about it on Sunday. Scripture says as far as the east is from the west, so so far are our sins removed from God. I mean, there's some incredibly sinful people God's forgiven in the Bible. And once again, that's why Jesus came. So I don't know where you're at in life, but two points to this. One, don't poop in your path. You always have options. You can do things to make your situation better. Now, here's what's interesting. is some. Let me go to option number two. Option number two is even if you don't, you can always follow like God's will and be obedient to God in the remainder of your days. So here's the part that I think some people struggle with. Sometimes when we're obedient to God, we're still living in the same house as maybe when we weren't being obedient. We're still ha having trouble paying bills like when we, we, we weren't obedient. We're still like maybe dealing with an abusive situation even when we weren't. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to say that that if you're in a really bad situation, if you just start following God, like the clouds are going to part, the birds are going to sing and, and the sun's going to shine. And, and, and I mean, it's pennies are going to fall from heaven. I'm not saying that at all. You may be extremely faithful to God and your situation from the outside doesn't look a whole lot different than what it did before. 
but I'm here to tell you that eternally, it makes a huge difference. I think practically and in, in, in temporally in this world, it makes a difference. But even if it doesn't, you still have a choice. And ultimately, that choice is to follow the will of God in your life. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of God Talk. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you next week.